This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. It's Mr. Anchor. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy, sports, and politics crew. Yeah, come on. Fantasy, sports, and politics crew. Yeah. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Uh. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah, lock on. Peace. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We're back. We're back. We're back. It's been a while. It's been a few weeks. But finally, we got it together, and we are live and in living color. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. And this is the FSP Crew Show. Got a great show in store for you. Got a few of my uh, esteemed co-hosts that I'll bring on in a minute. But uh, we got a great show in store for you. We're talking about some baseball. No, 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 no. We're talking about some basketball. We're talking about some uh, football. Uh, and I, I know these two guys got uh, um, some opinions on, on uh, one of the subjects I want to talk about. And uh, uh, whatever else may come into uh, my mind at the, at the present time, the number to call in is 347-637-3220. i say that again. It's 347-637-3220. It's the place to be if you want to talk to the master, JT, and that would be me or my friends that I'm about to bring in right now. Without further ado, let's bring in my esteemed co-host, my fellow Jersey guy, Double J is what I call him, a brother from another mother. What's up there, Jeff? Hey, Jerry. What's going on tonight? Uh, feeling good. Feeling uh, refreshed, even though it's been steamy on the west, uh, East Coast. It's been steamy across the country. And I know my next guest, it's been really steamy out there. Let's bring in my, uh, um, my how, what should I call him? What should I call him? Besides his name, I call him the founding father, the one who started it all, the end all, the be all. I, I know he loves all that accolades. None other than Victor Gardner. What's up, Vic? The Alpha and the Omega. I want to thank you. I want to oh, thank you. Oh, Let me boy. praise right oh, now. Boy. I will Jeez. praise it on it. You know why? Because the why? juice is loose. And you know I got a Bronco waiting for you. Oh, right God. Now, I-95. Oh, my God. Is loose. You, 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 know, you, you know what? He's going to be having a, a comeback party with R. Kelly and Usher. <laughs> All the women Come get on. free. Come on, man. I can't believe you Especially went there with Jay. that one. Wow. 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 <laughs> well, fellas, um, it's all the way live in professional sports. I don't even know where to start from. Let's start with this. How about a, a friend of yours and mine, especially you and Jeff's, that happens to be in one of the um, most notable teams in all the NFL, in fact, they call it America's team. Um, in fact, all over America, these guys are getting in trouble. Talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Seems like it's just uh, the culture. I, I don't know what's going on, but all I can say is that Ezekiel Elliott, uh, what the hell are you doing? 
Before this, he was seen sitting up top next to a female and observing a parade, if I'm not mistaken, and decided to observe her boobs um, in all natural. So we decided to lift up her shirt. Now, that's not, it can be uh, 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 portrayed as assault. Quite naturally, she didn't um, uh, press any kind of charges. But it's just another blemish because he's still being investigated by a, I think it's a sexual assault uh, coming out of college or something like that. And then all of a sudden, out of the clear blue sky, at Sunday, in the wee hours of Sunday morning, there was a ruckus that took place at a bar in, um, called the Clutch Bar. That assault took place, and he's the named person in there. And uh, before today, there was an investigation on. Now, the assault offense that occurred on July 16th at this clutch bar has been suspended due to the lack of a complaint. Dallas detectives made several attempts to contact the victim through various ways, but at this time have not been able to make contact. To date, no witnesses have come forward to provide any additional information about this incident. Now, he wasn't arrested, and police didn't name him or anyone else as suspected in this alleged assault. But his exact Involvement in this remains unconfirmed, and although the investigation has been suspended, the NFL spokesman told NFL Network's Mike Garofolo that the league is still looking into the matter. Now, before I go any further and, and bring you guys in, I want to say one more thing. Supposedly, he was bracing for a some type of Suspension from the NFL, supposedly sometime this week, I think a week before training camp started, which is next week. Seems like we were talking about this before, Victor, that um, these guys have time on their hands before they actually get to work and and under the team's um, umbrella. And he's not the only one, but he's probably the most – Visible one right now. I want to bring Jeff in. I know that was long-winded, but I want to bring Jeff in and get his opinion on Mr. Ezekiel. Jerry Jones just talked to him already about the incident. Um, what's your thoughts there, Jeff? You know, I mean, it's a little bit funny because uh, uh, supposedly he, he uh, allegedly punched the DJ in the face and the DJ is one of these guys who does not talk to 5-0, and he gave them uh, a phony name, a phony phone number, a phony address. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know the motivation because some guy punched me in the face, especially a guy with a lot of money. Um, I, I might say a little to 5 Um You know, maybe he's looking – to approach uh, Ezekiel later on and say, hey, you know, uh, I did a solid for you. Uh, how about you throw a little coin my way? But, um, you know, this is Ezekiel, you know. Uh, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know him personally, but, you know, he needs to realize who he is and wise up a little bit. You know, I mean, uh, you know, he doesn't have to stay home every night. He's a young guy who wants to go to the club, but, you know, He's got to be much more careful. Like maybe he can get the private room in the club or something because the position he's in, you know, there's going to be people trying to provoke him and that sort of thing. And I remember many years ago, uh, Jim Kelly, when he was with the Bills, and, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't always a love fest with the fans. And uh, he built, uh, it was I assume it would be considered a mansion, he built the, uh, a very large uh, home in in the Buffalo suburbs. And, uh, you know, he had a huge basement, which was basically a bar. And, you know, 
he was, you know, he was a little older than Ezekiel Elliott, and he'd entertain at home, and uh, which is pretty smart for a lot of reasons. And then, of course, you know, a lot of the fans are saying, oh, he doesn't like to rub elbows with the locals. Thinking, no, he's smart because he doesn't want to have to go to a club and deal with all kinds of knuckleheads. And this way, you know, if he has a few, he doesn't have to worry about it when he's home. And he doesn't have to worry about people trying to provoke him, his friends, his teammates, his brothers, whoever. And, and it was very smart on his part to do most of his entertaining at home. You know, that might not be a good option for Elliot, but, you know, he's got to be careful. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, he could get suspended. I mean, he's got so much talent and, uh, you know, you you don't want to see him, uh, you know, mess that up. But uh, you know, he's got to start. He's got to smarten up a little bit. Victor, what's your take? The North does not forget. Pass the message. Um, listen, Jeff made a good point about you know having the private uh, bar that Jim Kelly did in his basement, upstate New York. Invite who you want. You can control the atmosphere. You can control what is uh, done in, in that area because it's your house. Now, if somebody gets unruly, you kick them out. You know, if there are people that you don't know, you can say, well, hey, Jim, you brought him to my house. Why would you bring this cat to my house? Da-da-da-da-da. Um, now, the story goes, and, and I'm not going to make the, the, the bad guy in this, Completely, surprisingly. Um, the story goes that the DJ was, was making some comments or, or did some things or said some things to a female person in Zeke's party. So Zeke stepped in, Ezekiel Elliott, stepped in and uh, defended her honor, so to speak, and knocked the guy out. Now, the individual that posted the video on YouTube or whatever case may be, he's not cooperating. As as you guys said, the uh, victim is not cooperating. And there's two things I'm thinking here. One is what Jeff said. Later down the line, it's going to be some type of extortion, whether it's tickets, it's whatever. Jerry Jones will then get involved, if he has not done so already. Because you know Jerry Jones and owners – they have their own detectives, they have their own people, and they will find the correct folks and, you know, either pay them off or if it's too damaging to them and the organization, let the guy go. If you notice, the NFL has not given up its investigation on this situation because they continue to investigate even though the police have stopped. That's one of the things that took place when Ray Rice's incident uh, occurred. That was one of the new laws or rules or regulations that took place. Now, whether he did this as a chivalrous situation or chivalrous action is beside the point. <clears throat> He's had several runnings. He was doing 100 and a 70. I mean, I've done that before, but I'm not a, a, a star athlete. I'm not a uh, person that's of interest in any situation. I'm not um, Ezekiel Elliott. But coupled with that, coupled with the, the flashing of a young woman, which can be considered sexual assault. It can be considered sexual assault because it was an unwanted sexual uh, uh, action toward that woman. Flashing her breast is not, you know, hey, I'll let you do it. So he, he has to understand it. Not only does that organization have a bullseye on his chest, but he, being such a young player, coming out of college, has a bullseye on his chest. And one thing I read, uh, someone posted a comment um, on a Facebook page or Facebook forum saying, this goes back to Urban Meyer. Because there have been a lot of Ohio State players and Florida players under Urban Meyer, that have made it to the NFL and have also had discipline issues. Now, I get it. They're young. We all do dumb things when we're young. 
but some of us do more dumb things than others. And uh, when you have a spotlight on you, such as an NFL player, a star NFL player, you have to learn to separate yourself from, excuse me, from certain situations and certain people. Now, is that going to hurt some feelings? Yeah, it sure is. But if your lifespan in the NFL for a typical player is three years, so let's say Zeke's is going to be eight to ten because he's that good of a specimen and the offensive line is just that good, then for eight to ten years, if your friends can't understand that they need to change to help their friend who's supporting them and giving them funds and the places they need to go to need to change, then so be it. And uh, don't make me sound like Michael Vick when I say this, but his words were misconstrued with uh, about Colin Kaepernick. He was just telling Colin Kaepernick, hey, look, fix yourself up and, you know, do your thing, but, you know, come at it from a different angle. I didn't take it as he was telling him to sell out. I'm not telling uh, Ezekiel to sell oh, out. Oh, boy. You don't want me to... I, I can't believe I, you went I, there. I, 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 I can't believe you went there. I can't believe you went there. Oh boy! Hey Jeff, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear two black men get 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 uh, quite nasty here. Oh, I tell you that right now. <laughs> hey, look. First of all, first of all, I, I, I'm siding with Shannon Sharp. Just to let you know, but I do understand Michael Vick. But that's not the point. I'm talking about. I don't stand that. <laughs> that's BS. Well, I don't stand that. Well, the point is the point. Ain't is, no point is there. Can I finish talking about Zeke? Go ahead, man. The point is Zeke needs to do some adjusting in his life. And I don't know if it's his belief in I'm untouchable or it's his um, maturity, but something needs to change. Now we're about to argue, so I'm going to put my side on mute as I listen to you because I want to yell and interrupt your, your benevolent yammering. Go ahead. Well, well, it's a coincidence that you decided to go that route because that was my next subject, like I said. Um, Michael Vick was interviewed a few days ago on Monday um, on FS1 Speak for Yourself on Monday, and he thought that Kaepernick's struggles are rooted with his image. And Michael Vick said this, the first thing we got to get Colin to do is cut his hair. Listen, I'm not up here to be trying to be politically correct, but even if he puts cornrows in it, I don't think he should represent himself that way in terms of just the hairstyle. Just go clean cut. Why not? You're already dealing with a lot of controversies surrounding this issue. What he needs to do is try to be presentable. Come on, man. This is 2017. Are you kidding me? This sounds like Al Jolson days. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me with blackface? Come, are you kidding me? Now, that Jerry. You, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop. Don't even interrupt me because I'm, I'm on it right now. When a black man comes out and says he's got to go this route, because quite naturally, it has nothing to do with his hair. It's got nothing to do basically with his, his play. In my opinion, it's got everything to do with his stance and the people that don't like his stance in, in kneeling. Not, the, not even looking at what he's kneeling for. They're just looking because he's kneeling and it says disrespecting the flag. Now, I got a problem with that when Michael Vick says you got to clean your image up. What's that got to do with anything? Even if he does clean his image up, it ain't, it's not going to change. The opinion of the majority of people that don't like what he did, opinion will not change. So when anybody who agrees with that is is living in 1930, 1948, maybe even living in wherever, because that that has nothing to do with anything. Now, do you want to do you want to respond? Of course I do. Now here's the deal. No, I wasn't born in 1930. I I I I I wasn't born in 1930. You can speak to that. I was born in 1954. 
I know. You know I know. Um, here's the thing. Shannon Sharp, since you brought up the um, what Michael Vick said, and he said a lot more than just that because I, I was watching the um, the live interview. Um, but Shannon Sharp, you know, he made the point that Michael Vick had to go that route because Michael Vick was a convicted felon. He had yep. done some things, and if he wanted to get back in the NFL, he had to conform to certain situations. Um, and that is true because Michael Vick needed to clean up his image from being a criminal. Now, uh, Colin Kaepernick came back on uh, Twitter and or Facebook or whatever it was, and indirectly directed some comments toward what Michael Vick said. He uh, referenced the Stockholm, Stockholm Syndrome, pretty much whereas you're conditioned to believe that you are not uh, worthy and you need to conform to this, that, and the third, da 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 da. Look it up if you're not familiar with it. Now, a lot of people, including Chris Long, Howie Long's son, Super Bowl winner, now defensive tackle for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, said, um, if my dirty mullet was acceptable, why should, you know, Cabinet have to, you know, cut his hair or change his appearance? Then you look at, you know, Matthews, Clay Matthews, you know, the long blonde locks. Look at Troy Palomalu. You look at um, many other players that had long, straggly beards and looked like, you know, savages from the, the mid, uh, mid-evil times, then and now. The point that I believe Michael Vick unsuccessfully uh, tried to make and was goaded, and I'm going to say he was goaded by Whitlock, because when he was on a Cowherd's show, the same situation came up. And that's where this all stemmed from, because he was doing an interview on The Herd, and Whitlock was sitting in. And he was supposed to be talking about this passing week. But Whitlock asked him the question, and as soon as, you know, Michael Vick said he needs to get a haircut, that's all that you know, uh, Whitlock wanted to talk about. He didn't want to talk about anything else. And he kept going on it for the entire segment. And then, like, with 30 seconds left in the interview, he talked about, you know, uh, Michael Vick's top ten or top five uh, quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks. Well, you but know, you know, you know. Um, I know, I know. He's not a fan of Colin Kaepernick anyway. No. And he recently put out something about those that are fans of Kaepernick. Um, including some of his co-hosts or, or, or co-workers. Now, here's the thing. I believe Michael Vick was trying to say, listen, dude, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. Not at all. If you want to, you know, be this way, be that way. But if you want to play in the NFL, there are certain things that you're, you might have to change or conform to in order to get back in the NFL. Now, it came out totally wrong, and he's recently, I believe today, recanted that statement and tried to clarify it. And I agreed with Michael Vick on the fact that the past couple of years of Colin Kaepernick's uh, career has been part of the reason why he hasn't found a job as a starting quarterback. Vick said he should, and he believes he will be, a backup quarterback on a team come you know, the football season. I, too, believe that. A lot of people believe that, except those that are totally anti-Colin Kaepernick, Jason Whitlock being one of them. Um, the thing is this. Kaepernick is going to be who he is regardless. I believe he's evolved in his, mat- uh, his maturity and understanding of life. Whitlock said, okay, well, he probably has been brainwashed because when he grew up in that white family, and he didn't learn much about his black family or his black heritage because he was adopted, you know, he's been brainwashed to believe da-da-da-da-da and da-da-da-da-da, as opposed to, you know, uh, just accepting what it is. Now, listen, I I think Whitlock is a self-hater based upon the things I've seen and he has said, but 
the issue of Kaepernick's appearance is what grabs the headline as opposed to the fact that Michael Vick did say he does belong in the NFL. He should be playing. All of that got glossed over because he made the statement about the haircut. And Shannon Sharp and many others have correctly checked Michael Vick on that. There's nothing wrong with making a mistake like that. He came back. He's saying he's taking it back. And Whitlock comes back and says, you don't need to step back from your statement, da 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 Whitlock goaded him into it and kept it going and didn't take it as just a tongue-in-cheek statement. So Vic, thinking, okay, well, I got to, you know, justify what I said, said what he said. Now, the thing about it is he also said he needs somebody like Tony Dungy in his life as a mentor. I agree with that. Tony Dungy has never been one to give in to the man, but he's been one to say, look, all right, there's a time and place for everything. If this is what you want to do, I support you. But when we get on this field, da-da-da, da-da-da, and that's all Kaepernick has has been known to do. That's what Kelly said. That's what uh, Chip Kelly said. That's what um, uh, John Lynch said as well. Only team to ever give him a, a tryout since this whole situation came about of Seattle Seahawks. Only team. They're the only ones that I would say would have credibility in this situation as judging if not he needs to play or be a backup in the NFL. Because they gave him an opportunity. They saw if he could help that team. Another thing Vic said that nobody paid attention to is Kaepernick cannot go to a team that plays a traditional offense. He does not excel at that. He excels in a spread-style offense. Several teams do that now. Not a lot, but several do. Now, if he can develop, he's only, what, 30? If he can develop a, a, as a better um, center quarterback, just like Donovan McNabb was, because Donovan was the same way until he got with Andy Reid. Then he became a threat under the center and, you know, from shotgun. That is the part that people aren't talking about that Michael Vick said that actually made sense. They're only worried about the, the negative part he said about the haircut. So that's why I say I can agree with Michael Vick on some of the things he said. Not the haircut, but some of the things he said. And if people were to listen to the entire interview on both, on Cowherd's Heard, as well as uh, Speak for Yourself, you would have heard him say that. But some people don't want to hear it. And, again, I don't like Whitlock. I've grown to not like his stance. Um, Being where I'm at, I've learned a little bit about his history as a columnist for the Kansas City Chiefs and his time at ESPN and what he's done now. You know, Charlemagne the God pointed out a lot of things about him, and a lot of his uh, ex-co-workers have agreed with what Charlemagne has said, black and white. So take it for what it's worth. I get off my soapbox. I yield the floor to Jeff. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't have a problem with guys with long hair. I I used to have long hair. Um, you know. Uh, I mean, the thing is, though, uh, if you're looking for a new job, you put on a suit, you get a haircut. You know. I mean, yeah, it's a free country. You know. Uh, I I once heard John Elway say if he was commissioner, he'd have a law, he'd make a rule against long hair. And I thought to myself, man, that's a stupid Mr. Ed-looking MF. You know, I, I, I'm not a big John Elway fan, but I do have to give him a little respect because he's done a much better job with the Broncos than I thought he ever would. Um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, Kaepernick probably could get a haircut. I don't think it would make a difference. Uh you know, Michael Vick, since, you know, he's been released from prison, he hasn't put his foot in his mouth too many times. You know, uh, me, I, I, last year when uh, uh, RG3 went to Cleveland, I thought he should get a get a, a haircut. Just, you know, new job, new look, you know. And, you know, I mean, believe me, I have no problem with his hair, but um, I – 
he didn't. I don't know. Just like RG three, just knowing he's he's Republican, he's from a military family. I'm like, is that the right hairstyle for him? But hey, if he digs it, then it's cool. But you know, the thing is, when I had long hair, some people. I mean, I had like butt length hair almost. I had really long hair, and it cracked me up that some people gave me so much grief over it. And I'm like, listen. I could cut this tomorrow if I wanted. It's not permanent, you know? Um, and just like, you know, and then like, you know, people would assume I had tattoos or something because I had long hair. I'm like, no, I don't have tattoos because, you know, uh, Jewish folks aren't real big on tattoos. There are Jews with tattoos, but, you know, for the most part, you know, if, if you're even the slightest bit religion or religious or observant, if you're Jewish, you don't get ink, you know, and, and we're not big on the body piercings either, um, and I'm not I'm not down with that. But that's that's me. That's my opinion, whatever. But you know, there's a, you know, look at uh, Fitzgerald. You know, he's got real long hair, um, braids. Uh, is it braids or dreads with him? Um, from a distance, it's right. hard to tell. It's but right. right, but but. Uh, you know, when he said, I think he's had that hairstyle his whole career, and he's, you know, very well respected. But, you know, the thing is with Kaepernick, yeah, he's free to take a knee, and uh, potential employers are free to say, gee, we don't like that. Now, I think a good spot for him would be Seattle, but he might be looking for more money than they could afford to pay him. But I think that, that some, I mean, I. Someone else said it, but that that would be the right city, the right teammates, I think. Um, I mean, uh, 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 Wilson doesn't miss a lot of games, but, you know, he's been taking his lumps. And believe me, if, if Wilson was out a couple games and Kaepernick was going to start, you can't do much better for a backup quarterback than, than Kaepernick, but he messed up, you know. He, he chose to express himself that way. I kind of have mixed feelings about it. And, uh, you know, NFL teams, you know, they're, you know, they're not football teams. They're corporations. Corporations do not want distractions from backups. And at this point, he's a backup. He's a good backup, but he's still a backup. You know, why do you think uh, – Maybe Tim Tebow, maybe if he wasn't such a distraction and not a bad guy, you know, uh, NFL teams don't want that kind of distraction, that kind of circus from a third-string quarterback. Same thing with Manziel, who I heard some teams might be interested in him, but I think Manziel's going to have to go to Canada or, or even the Arena League for a year or something just to show he could go a whole season without messing up, you know. Um, but, you know... Uh, it's funny, like, uh, with Kaepernick, I'm thinking maybe he should go with cornrows because there's a lot of white people. <laughs> they see a, a black guy or a mixed guy with cornrows, and it blows their mind. They hate cornrows, you know. Um, there's something about that hairstyle that rubs a lot of Caucasians the wrong way. Um, I, I don't understand that. Why? I, it's just a hairstyle. I, I don't know. Just, just like I think just like because per, it's just per, like purple, just like purple spiked hair. Yeah, but you know, I think the perception is that when you see cornrows, that's somebody who's militant. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I, I I don't know. I'm not. I don't have an issue with it. You know, it's so funny because there's a, a a lady in my building. She's got a five year old son. So at that at that point, it's pretty much the parents are calling the shots on the hairstyle, and he's white, and she's got he's got curly hair though, and she's got his hair in cornrows, and I'm just thinking I, maybe she she gives him that hair so he could assimilate more at school, or I I don't know. I just I, I smile every time I see that kid, you know. Um, like you know, like I said, I'm I'm a long hair guy, but you know. Or I was, but, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't see what the big deal is. I, I'll tell you, I, I heard that, there, you know, there used to be a couple of, uh, I'm trying to think, one guy's name was McKenzie, a couple of defensive backs. There have been more than a couple of guys with long braids or long dreads on the Packers. And I heard that what, part of the reason they did it is because 
there's no good barbershop for black guys in Green Bay, so it's easier to keep up your hair with braids or dreads than it is to have to find a barbershop in Green Bay, you know? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, all right, let's, let's, let's move on to another thing, another um, uh, uh, subject. Still in the NFL. Well, the NFL ripe with uh, um, controversy or guys not getting paid or getting paid or wanting to get paid and not getting paid. And I think uh, Mr. F- uh, FSP knows where I'm going here. To his team, with his quarterback, yeah, my quarterback, yes, my quarterback, for the Washington Reds, for the Washington, that Washington team, um, Kirk Cousins said a long-term deal was closer than people would think, but that he wasn't rushing into accepting the team's proposal or counter. He didn't necessarily dispute the team's version that he didn't come back with his own proposal. But he said he was at peace with the decision and that he needed more time. Now, up until the Super Bowl and up until now, they've probably been been going back and forth or whatever, knowing that both sides knowing that Rather than have a franchise tag, you need to get a long-term deal done. Kurt Cousins says, up until a week ago, I was praying over whether we should send them an offer. I felt peace about not making an offer and leaving it in the team's court. He also said he spoke with team president Bruce Allen often over the weekend and emphasized the need for more time to make a long-term decision. Now, that means he's going to be playing this year for $23.94 million, basically uh, $24 million, his second straight year on the franchise tag. Next year, if they try to franchise tag him or whatever, it's going to be like $34 million, some crazy um, uh, amount. But my, my thing is this, and I'm going to ask Mr. FSP first before I go to Jeff, because this quite naturally is his team and his quarterback. He said I, he needed more time. Well, this is July going into training camp next week. And ever since the end of the year, football year, after the Super Bowl, and he included last year. There was a lot of time in between between now and back a few months, and you still need more time. I, 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 Victor, give me some clarification or, or, or try to make sense of what what uh, uh, just took place this last week. Oh, it's real easy. It's really easy. Kirk Cousins wants to go play for San Francisco, and he knows that if he is given uh, the same amount of money that he was offered in a a five year deal, he'll make within the three years if they franchise him again, or if they transition him. So next year, if they franchise him, that's thirty five thousand, I mean thirty five million more, right? So over the past two years, he's made twenty four, twenty five thousand each year. That's 50, 50 million, I should say, in two years. And next year, if they transition them, that's another $24, 26000000 million. And if they franchise them, $35 million. So here's the deal. Why sign a contract for a five-year deal and make less money? Contractually, like... Bruce Allen said he would be the second highest paid quarterback, you know, in the NFL. Um, Right now he's the fourth, I believe, sitting behind um, uh, Matt Stafford. No, no, he's above Matt Stafford, um, above Drew Brees of all people, behind uh, uh, David Carr and Joe Flacco. So per year, he's already making more than Tom Brady, making more than 
you know, Aaron Rodgers and all these other cats. And here's the thing, and a lot of people haven't said it. Ike Taylor said it on NFL Network, and I agree 100% with him. Am I going to give a guy that is over 500 when playing teams under 500, but under 500 playing teams over 500, a multi-year deal that makes him one of the highest-paid players in the NFL? My answer is no. I'm okay with him leaving. I'm okay with him going to the – because if, if they tag him with a transition tag, 20-something million or whatever the case may be, then the uh, 49ers who want him, and maybe another team might want him, they'll go ahead and give him a contract offer. He'll accept it, and the Redskins will then have to either match it or get compensatory picks. It's a smart business move. They're going to get the picks because they're going to transition them again next year. That's $71 million going out the, out the door, you know, and you got a Reed's contract coming up. You've got uh, a few other players that you want to keep coming up as well. But that's $71 million out the door. In return you get probably a, a couple first rounds or a couple uh, high, high draft picks. I would say no. Hello? Victor? Victor? Well, I think Hello, we're having Victor. technical difficulties. Okay. Um, Hello. Victor, you you're breaking up. I I can't hear a word you're saying. Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. No, I was saying the defense has got to do its job, and the running game has to do its job. It's not all on Kurt. Kirk, not Kirk. I'm not trying to be Bruce, but um, Kirk is got a a position. He holds all the cards. He can either say, you know, I'll play year to year, not a problem. You'll pay me 24 million every year. Next year you pay me 36 million, not a problem. I'll be a close to a billionaire. Close to a billionaire in three years just by playing 16 games with you guys. And if we make the playoffs, we make the playoffs. If we don't, we don't. Because you're taking all the talent away from me. Deshaun Jackson's gone. Pierre Garcon is gone. You bring in Kelvin, not Kelvin Pryor. Um, Terrell. Terrell Pryor. Terrell, thank you. Terrell Pryor, who played one good year as a wide receiver. Now, Grant, he's six seven, can jump out the room, you know, out, out the gym, uh, can play a little quarterback as well, but has dedicated himself to being an uh, an elite, you know, receiver. You team him up with Dotson, who's a second year guy, Crowder, who's a third year guy, who's actually very good, but no one's scared of him. You openly say you don't know who your running back is, and you're going to go with a hot hand. Throughout the season Dumbest move ever You got a defense that's good But young And trying to find its way So If I'm Bruce Allen and I'm Doug Williams I'm like okay well you know um, Let them do it I'll grab somebody In the draft I'll groom them Next year You know I'll do something that is more likely than not pleasing to the to the fan base, but in a year or two, I'll have somebody that I can actually use. So, granted, there aren't going to be too many, you know, stud free agents out there next year. Although Matthew Stafford's contract is up next year, you know, I don't see him leaving Detroit, but he's a good guy to get, a good vet. Um, a few others are are, are leaving. 
things don't work in Jacksonville. Blake Broyles might be on the chopping block. You know, um, Alex Smith might be available next year, and he's a proven winner who can also get you to that level, and he fits right into the system. Short, short, short. Tight end friendly. So I'm looking at it from that perspective as a GM and as a fan. Go ahead, you know, Kirk. Go to San Fran. Give me a couple picks, and uh, we'll move from there. So uh, that's my perspective on it, JT. It, it might not have been what you thought it would be, but I'm okay with what move the organization is doing. I honestly thought Kirk Cousins was a good quarterback coming out of college, but not a guy that's going to lead this franchise in the state that it's in. He needs to go to a team that has a strong defense and a strong running game in order for him to be successful. Because if he doesn't have that, he can't beat the better teams. That's all I got. What about what, what about you, you, Jeff? You know, I mean, this whole situation is a little strange. Um, you know, I'm okay with it. You know, it's like, you know, the Redskins don't want to marry this guy, for lack of a better term. Hey, he's still getting paid very well in the meantime. And, you know, um, you just don't see these situations a lot because um, NFL uh, quarterbacks are at such a premium. Uh, but the thing is, you know, uh, maybe a guy similar in talent to Cousins is uh, Joe Flacco. You know, he's a good quarterback, but he's not elite. And, you know, he, he played to the end of his contract, which you don't see that much. Worked out great for him with the Super Bowl win and then the big-time contract. And, uh, uh, and then part of the problem was with that big contract, uh, he, his supporting cast wasn't as good and, uh, you know, hasn't done so well since. But, you know, that's the way it goes. And I guess maybe after uh, 2015 – Maybe the Redskins were afraid, you know, maybe he's a one-year wonder or something. Uh, but, you know, last year he, he uh, threw for almost 5,000 yards. Not too shabby, but the way it is now, I mean, wonder one's going to be the first guy to pass for 6,000 yards. It's getting crazy. Um, but, you know, this just goes to show you the system because I'm so glad they changed the whole – the rookie. I'm glad they put in the rookie pay scale because it was nuts when they were throwing crazy money at unproven guys. At least with Cousins, he's done something, and at least he's not, you know, one of these backups who has two good games and then they make him a multimillionaire like uh, a Matt Flynn or, you know, many years before that, Rob Johnson. Um, at least Cousins has done Mitchell. something. I was saying Mitchell, Detroit. Yeah, yeah, right. There's another one. Yeah, two good games in Miami, and then Detroit you know, makes the guy a millionaire. You know, um, you know, this is just, you know, some, I don't know, it's like a diversion almost, like a little soap opera down in Washington. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, Cousins came into the league as a fourth-round pick. You know, that's a third third draft day. And those guys – Guys who are late, later picks or free agents, you know, they're like the Rodney Dangerfields, you know. It's like they have a good year, their first good season. Everybody wonders if it was a, a fluke or something. You know, these guys, they got to they gotta fight harder than they should for their respect. I remember after Tom Brady's first uh, big year, people, you know, were like, oh, it's just one year, it's just one year. You know, no. Uh, you know, Kurt Warner, same thing. I was like, ah, oh, it's just, a, you know, one year. Nope, he put a lot of other good years beside it. But I guess part of the reason why you don't want to, you know, uh, give a lot of money to a quarterback after just one season, you don't want to get, you know, be stuck with a Derek Anderson because that guy was a one-year wonder. But, hey, he's still in the league as a backup, you know. And actually Cleveland made out okay because they they did – they gave him a, a, a new contract, but they made it cap friendly, so um, they, they didn't take a beating on that. 
But, you know, this goes way back. I remember when I was a kid, like, late-round draft picks, like Richard Dent would have to fight for every nickel, you know? Um, You know, and then the first-round picks just, boom, they just start throwing money at them, and some of these guys just get overpaid for most of their careers, you know? Um, But uh, I don't know. I I don't know what to think of this thing in Washington. It's a little strange, but uh, it's, it's a very loyal fan base, and... If he goes to San Francisco and resurrects that team, they'll never hear the end of it. And the thing is, and I've seen this with the Giants, you know, uh, believe me, I I loved Phil Simms when I was a kid. He was my favorite player. But, uh, you know, I was like 10 his first season with the Giants, and you could tell he was injury-prone early in his career. You could tell he was very promising. Um, Giant fans didn't get off his jock until he won a Super Bowl. I mean, he was not popular with the Giant fans. But then after that, he walked on water for the rest of his career. Um, in between Phil Simms and Eli Manning, you know, there were guys like Dave Brown and Kent Graham and Danny Cannell. Uh, one, one guy was pretty good. Um, I liked uh, uh, Kerry Collins because he was good at getting it to the wideouts uh, wide as a – as opposed to uh, Kent Graham, king of the dink and dunk. Um, but, uh, you know, the reason the quarterbacks get the big bucks is because you don't want to be one of these lousy teams with playing three different quarterbacks every year and going into the season every year or two with a different starter on opening day because those teams usually stink. You know, but the thing is, you know, you 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 want you want to win big. You got to have an elite guy, you know, a Brady, a Peyton Manning, a Drew Brees. But there's only a few of those. And paying the big bucks to a guy who's just good, like you know, like uh, Cousins or or Flacco, and paying him the the elite bucks isn't going to make him elite. He's still going to be just very good, making elite money, you know. So it just just goes to show you how important that position is. Okay. Well, you guys touched on two quarterbacks, um, Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins. I'm going to give you um, a quiz here. You know what 5-46 and 46 is? What quarterback has that against winning teams? Matthew Stafford or Kirk Cousins? Uh, I'd say probably Matthew Stafford. Okay. Quite naturally, the telltale sign is it's 51 games. Kirk Cousins hasn't played that many. More starts than Cousins, so. Uh, Yes. Matthew Stafford against teams with a running record is 5 and 46, and he's set to to sign a huge contract. Kirk Cousins against teams with 9 plus wins is 2 and 11. Against teams with 8 plus wins is 5 and 13. But you guys, especially Victor, knocked Kirk Cousins because you don't consider him a top-notch quarterback. But the quarterback in Detroit has only won five games out of 51. That's, what, 10%? 10% of the, the game. That, wait a minute. The ten, 10% of the games he's played against Winning teams, he's won five and forty-six. And you, you, you got, you sound like you have a higher regard of Matthew Stafford than you do of Kirk Cousins. I do. Five and forty-six. He's played fifty-one games, and he's only won three more games than Kirk Cousins has won. And what? you know why? You know why? Look who they played. The, the Redskins, since Kirk Cousins has been uh, a part of the team, they played a lot of bottom feeders. A lot. Oh, see, now you're making excuses up. Now no, you're no, making no. excuses <laughs> up. Come on, I'm now you, 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 wait a minute. Listen. You're making excuses up. They they play the Cowboys and the Giants. Who, who and, wait a minute. And, and oh the Philadelphia Eagles tw- twice a year. So that's, that, that's, six, that's, a com- that's, that's, six, that's not that's, – That's six games that they play. 
Home okay, and away. There are 16 games they play. Six out of ten. I mean, six out of 16 leaves you ten games. And those are either versus people in your conference and then people in the other conference. And what you get is a bunch of um, – um, how many times have the Skins played, uh, let's say – so let me ask you, what's the, what's the excuse with Matthew Stafford? He's like only Miami. won three more. He's won only three games against nine plus win teams. Think that I mean, he's only won five games. He's only won five games out of fifty-one with teams with I, winning records. I'll say this, Matthew Stafford. I didn't, I didn't think he he earned that money that they gave him to begin with. Um, in that first contract or the second contract, I should say. I never said that. What I'm saying is. If I'm going to give somebody that type of money next year, I'd give it to Stafford because he's proven he can win. And last year he proved he could win without Megatron, even though they didn't go further than, you know, what they did. But they were extremely competitive in all those games. Again, five I and 46. I told you that with winning Kirk, records. Cousins needs a, Kirk Cousins needs a team with a strong defense and a strong run game. Matthew Stafford just needs a strong running game. The defense is okay. They don't have a strong running game. They didn't have a strong running game either with, uh, uh, during Matthew Stafford's tenure. They haven't. But, but that's not an excuse. What I'm saying is Kirk Cousins is a player coming out of college who I thought would be a good quarterback. Kirk Cousins is not uh, Matthew Stafford when it comes to uh, many things, many things. But if I had to pick between the two to put on the Washington Redskins with the team that the Skins have right now, I would go with Matthew, Matthew Stafford. Well, let me ask you something. Uh, okay. Let me ask you something. Who's that? Who's got the more, most upside right now, Matthew Stafford or Kirk Cousins? Of course, you're gonna say uh, Cousins because he's younger. But I also think that Kirk Cousins suffers from something called low uh, self-esteem, football self-esteem. Because I've uh, I don't, uh, come on, man. I, I, I do. I've seen him on the sidelines when t- times are tough and during games. And he's questioning himself, and he's questioning what's going on. Um, and it's like, dude, where's the confidence? I'm not saying Stafford never did that. Never, I didn't say that. But I've seen the confidence that he exhibits when they're winning and the confidence that he's exhibiting when they're losing. And, and you can say that about a, any quarterback, man. Come on, stop. Well, dude. Uh, no I've seen sense. that. I've seen. I've seen that in Stafford. So I mean, I, yeah, come on, stop. Okay, you might have seen it in Stafford, but you haven't seen it recently. You haven't seen it in the past couple of years. Okay. You haven't seen it in the past couple you went, years. I disagree. I just. I, I disagree with that. What, what do you got to say, Jeff? You know, uh, uh, something interesting about Kirk Cousins is, uh, I'll tell you, when he going back to when he was drafted in the fourth round. That's the kind of thing that makes me think the NFL draft should be abolished. And I know that sounds radical to people, but think about it. it it's, total, it's, it's a restraint of free trade because the last time I checked, when I graduated from high school, nobody told me, oh, yeah, uh, we got a job for you in Minnesota. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, they could get by without a draft because they would probably still have some kind of salary cap just because they've been doing it for decades doesn't mean doesn't make it right and doesn't mean that it should continue um and i'll tell you if i was kirk cousins i would have been ticked off being drafted by the same team that traded up to get rg3 and i never understood why the redskins invested a fourth round pick for the guy who's supposed to back up rg3 i mean it worked out well for them but maybe they should have invested in a veteran backup because they said um, you know, our, you know, Gr- Griffin isn't stupid. He knew Cousins could play, so they didn't have a good relationship. But if they would have brought in a veteran backup who was comfortable in that role 
it would have probably been a much better relationship and maybe could have helped develop uh, RG3. And, and if I was Collins, if he if he was in a similar situation, in, you know, in the 80s or something, he could have gone to the USFL for more money, not being stuck being a backup for a few years, or, you know, or Canada for a little while was a good option for some guys. But uh, I, I thought to myself, no, you know, I mean, the thing is, you don't feel too bad for the guy because – think he was making at least you know three four hundred grand you know on that you know that rookie contract but it, it's ridiculous that you know the the nfl draft still exists okay uh we got one caller that i'm going to bring in real quick i think i know who this is from the 404 uh i think he's from atlanta georgia uh i think it's Nas, but it's not uh Caller from the 404, welcome to the FSP Crew Show. State your name and uh, tell us what you got to say. Yeah, you got it right. It's Nas, man. What's up, man? How y'all doing? All right. Long time no speak to, man. my man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, good to hear y'all going through the, the through the roads, man. Y'all hitting some of this stuff hard. And, man, that, that conversation with Cousin Stafford, though, is a tough one, though. Because Stafford has arm talent that you don't see every draft. And mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is in every draft. He's a quarterback who needs everything around him, but he's not the centerpiece that you give $30 million a year to, which is why the Redskins are kind of, you know what I mean? <laughs> they're kind of just looking at this, you know, limbo that they're in now because he's not that kind of quarterback. So I think they're going to wait on him to fall on his face or force his way out, but he's not the answer. And it's kind of sad that we, we've kind of made quarterbacking into a religion. So all team success goes to the quarterback. All team failure goes to the quarterback. But then when you start to break it down and, uh, you know, just try to piece by piece it, you start to see, like, okay, he doesn't actually throw the deep ball well. Uh, He's not good inside the red zone. He actually misses a lot of targets. And Jay Gruden and the coach for the Chargers now actually had a really good scheme there uh, for him to thrive in, and it's making him look better than what he actually is. And they're not stupid. They watch film. Okay. Um, what do you say about the stats that I put out there about? And it's, it's, it's not fake news. This is actual stats. Matthew Stafford is 5-46 and 46 against teams with a winning record. Only won five games out of 51, 10%. What's your yeah, thought? Well, that's the danger of Matt Stafford, though. It's, it's, it's Jay Cutler all over again. All of the arm talent that any coach can talk themselves into saying, I'll be able to rein him in. I'll be able to get him to play consistently. I'll get him to stop making the stupid mistakes. But we just haven't seen it. And hopefully some coach benefits someday and we finally see, you know, Matt Stafford make the right reads, don't get, you know, happy feet in the pocket. Like all the problems at Georgia, they all still exist now for Matt Stafford. But that arm talent, man, has driven many a coach into the <laughs> – into getting that pink slip, man. That arm talent will get you every time because you chase it. Like people don't throw like Matt Stafford did. Like, you don't find guys like that all the time. That's true. All right. Um, we went into a little bit of an overtime. Um, I got to cut out of here. I want to thank you, Nas. Sorry for the short uh, um, stay. Uh, hopefully you call back next week or call back all over the weekend and, and we can converse a little bit more. Um, but we do appreciate every time My you bad. call because you, you, you uh, bring a, um, a, a, a good conversation every time you jump in. I want to thank Victor. Uh, also for jumping in here and, and joining the uh, conversation on Thursday night. And quite naturally, my fellow Jersey guy, Double J, um, my brother from another mother, always appreciate you uh, uh, spending the time that we do uh, starting from the 8 o'clock hour until now. Um, for all those who listen to us or listen to us in the archives, um, we'll be back next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as always. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, training camp for the NFL is going is right around the corner, about a week away. Um, your favorite team is going to be gearing up uh, and getting themselves together to play that first game in the early part of September. And uh, uh, your football enthusiastic uh, enthusiasts are, are going to be happy when that comes about. So from me and yours to you and mine, see ya. Yeah, it's Mr. Anchor. Fantasy, sports, and politics crew. Yeah, check. Fantasy.
fantasy, sports, and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.